We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The fan. Let's rock and let's roll, everybody. Triple V, Rosie with you on the fan. 877-337-6666. That's the phone number to call on a elongated 20-minute bridge show up until Salakata coming away for the five-hour marathon show at midnight. I have Mr. Fliegelman with me. He's going to join the party as well. Paul's randomness on Twitter. At Paul's randomness on Twitter. You can listen on the free Odyssey app, the F-R-E-E free Odyssey app. Tons to get into. And I was uh, I was told by Sal I wasn't allowed to mention the Monday Night Football game. 44 career fourth quarter comebacks for Tom Brady. <laughs> and uh, as you said, Mike, uh, we can thank Dennis Allen. We can thank Todd Bowles for that, whatever the hell that game just was. Yeah, Paul, well, good to be with you. I haven't been here in a week, and it feels like I haven't been here in a year. So good to be here and with you. Todd Bowles, awful coach, saved by Tom Brady, saved by Dennis Allen being even worse. But it's amazing. You know, there's still so much football from Sunday there's Giants, there's Jets, and we talked about it off the air. But I would imagine Sal's show tonight in five hours, 95%, if not 100%, New York baseball. Like, yeah, I think 95 is the minimum that we'll get on the baseball talk tonight. Even with Sal not being on yesterday and not having talked about the Giants and the Jets yet, with what happened today with the Mets and signing Verlander, and then Cashman talking about Judge and everything else and getting the four-year extension. This is going to be a baseball night on the fan. Baseball night on the fan. When you have two football teams that are in realistic playoff contention. Right. If the playoffs started today, they'd both be in. They'd both be in meaningful December football. And what are the callers of WFA going to want to talk about tonight? Jacob DeGrom not wanting to be here. Justin Verlander getting paid $43 million. To do what Jacob DeGrom probably would do. Brian Cashman getting extended four years, a lifetime contract probably. And some of the cryptic comments that Cashman made on Yes with the Yankees hot stove report, which almost to me sounded like he was preparing Yankees fans for the fact that, you know what? Judge might not be a Yankee next year. And it's not the first time, right? It's not the first time that Cashman's kind of opened the door. Like he's just trying to, you know, soften the landing for the idea that Aaron Judge might leave. And not only that, it seems like with both revealing the details of the contract before the season, the extension offer, and then talking about stuff now and saying that, you know, they haven't been promised that they're going to get to match a final offer, just all that stuff. It seems like Cashman, one, wants to prepare Yankee fans for Judge leaving, and two, like he's trying to tick off Aaron Judge and his agent. I mean, these negotiations, this stuff, this is not supposed to be out in the public. I would imagine most guys who have gone back to the team that they were with with a final offer, they didn't promise them that in advance. Like, it's just maybe it's kind of known or whether or not you have a good feeling about it. And for Cashman to be putting all this stuff out there, it's just uh, the judge stuff with the Yankees has been weird for months now. And it just weird gets since even they released tonight. Since they released the contract details on opening day. Right, which I, I still can't remember 
another instance of a GM saying, oh, this is what we offered the guy. He said no. He said no. And yeah, and he's again, still, right. Maybe you would say that with a guy who signs with another team is gone. And oh, by the way, he's still here and he's still our best player for the year. Right. And again, obviously Aaron Judge was right. To be fair, the Yankees offered him, what was it, 31 or $32 million a year, I think? 7 4 two thirteen. Yeah. So I think so that's just over $30 million. A just year. over $30 million a year, which is a ton of money for a baseball team to commit to a player for that long of a contract. But still, it's bizarre how that's going. And for me, if you follow me on Twitter, at Paul's Randomness on Twitter, you have, you have been flooded with this ridiculous notion that for some reason the Mets aren't going after Aaron Judge, unless it's a really, unless they're the mystery team, unless it's an incredibly well-kept secret, which I would love, and I would immediately apologize to Billy Epler and Steve Cohen and all the Mets front office people, but I don't think that's the case, and I have no idea why they don't want to go after Aaron Judge. And I know you disagree with that. A lot of Mets fans disagree with that. But for me, he's the perfect fit. He changes the culture. It's an immediately an immediate boost into the lineup, which struggled mightily when they when it counted the most. They hit garbage in September. Nothing against the Padres. And the frustrating part, and they win twelve nothing against the Marlins in September, and then Friday in the Friday Atlanta series, they got like three or four total runs. So the offense for me is an issue, and you, you the Mets now have a chance to get an incredible a top three player in the league, probably. And they're just sitting on the sidelines because he was in a Yankee jersey last year. See, I and I know that's the story that got put out there. I don't think that's actually the reason. I think had we heard that, you know, Aaron Judge is seriously open to a four-year, $200 million deal, I think the Mets would absolutely be in on that. I laugh at the notion that the Mets have not checked in with Aaron. You know, not every GM or the team is going to go out and sing to the media, hey, we talked to the agent today. This is what we talked about. These are the numbers we threw around, like Brian Cashman. I don't believe that anybody, good or bad, has an idea of what's going on in the Mets building in City Field. How many people had them connected to Max Scherzer until the night before that deal was signed when it became clear that it was getting leaked because they're trying to play the Dodgers and Mets off of each other. How many people had even an inkling of the Mets being connected to Marte or Canna or Escobar? Well, or did it, interest in Vogel back in rough? I'm not talking about whether or not you sure. like these deals. No, the I'm talking about whether or not any person who I can claims think of one to know what's going on in who that also building. did it with Verlander. Didn't Bayerga break a story last year too? Who the hell does he still know in the Mets organization? Didn't he break one of? The, did he break the Marte deal? He broke a. Uh, he, he broke, broke like a Jose he knows somebody deal, there I think, still. with the Blue Jays. He broke. He broke something. But again, that's nobody who is what we say supposed to be getting information has an idea of what's going Correct. on with the Mets. So Correct. I don't Fair. believe for a second that the Mets never even explored the idea of signing Aaron Judge. I would bet that they heard, and this is true. This Dodgers heard the same thing. Now we heard the Dodgers called up Aaron Judge. And we're told he's not interested in the short-term, high-dollar deal. I would guess, I would put a lot of money on it, that the Mets found out the same piece of information that Aaron Judge is not interested in signing a four, three, four, or five-year deal for a ton of money, and that the reason the Mets aren't signing Aaron Judge, and this is the part I agree with, I don't think it's a good eight, nine, or ten-year investment. I mean, does that... Does that mindset change? Here's my here's my retort to that and to the people who don't think it's a long investment. If the Mets won a World Series title in his fifth year, does the deal is that deal okay? 
Of you would probably say that about any deal. Right. So I think if you if you if you think the Mets are good, and listen, they're good. They're a good team. Although the division got a lot better today with Trey Turner going back to into the division with the Phillies. The Mets are a good team. Pitching, they have the closer. But if you put Judge with Alonzo, with Marte, Lindor, McNeil, I mean, that is a devastatingly good offensive team. And that's and my issue with that is they haven't even entertained that. Like, and why wouldn't the judge well, again? Why wouldn't the judge the thing, camp leak it though? Here's the thing to get his money. Up. I I don't believe for a second that they didn't explore it. Because they've, from what we've heard since this new regime took over, they explore everything like all teams with functioning management do. So they might not be seriously pursuing it. That's not the same thing as having discussions, having internal conversations, and exploring it. I think they don't want to. Remember, they, they've even prioritized these short-term deals because they want to totally reset this franchise. When Steve Cohen took over, it was a bad roster with a few really good players a joke of a farm system with one or two really good players at the top, but that's it. I mean, we're going on year three now, and there are still, if you listen, uh, Evan had Rico uh, Joe DeMeo on the Rico Brony, and he asked, well, what about pitching prospects who are going to be major league ready this year? And there really aren't any. They're not, that's they're... not on Billy Epler. That's not even, and I can't stay, I hate Sandy Olison. That's not even on Sandy Olison. And the one draft that he ran, that's on Sandy Olsen from before then. And then Brody Van Wagenen, lack of drafting, and then just trading guys away, you know, like throwing them away like there's pennies and you're tossing them into the fountain. Them giving away all of the depth that they had that we're now going on a few years where they don't have any prospects who can come up and contribute on the pitching side. They want to rebuild this organization and have it something that, yes, and I know people are starting to get set off by these words, but sustained success. The Dodgers model. The Dodgers, most of their success, not the early on where they're throwing a ton of money at problems and plugging holes, their success came from guys that they developed, guys that they had internally, and guys that they had because they had such a strong farm system that they used in trades to go get Turner when they thought it right. was time. Go get Max Scherzer when they thought it was time to make the big move. Listen, they go had- get Mookie Betts when it was time. And again, you were you liked the Diaz trade. I did not. I ask you this, though. If you're trading Jared Kelnick that offseason for one superstar, would you rather have Edwin Diaz or Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts. Of course. So what did the Dodgers do? They, when they finally had all those chips, you're a poker player, they cashed them in for the better players. That's what the Mets ultimately want to be. They understood that the only way to compete in the short term is to spend an absurd amount of money, which in the first two years, we can debate whether or not you liked the moves they made. No, they spent some, the money. Hated some. They spent that absurd amount of money, which they're continuing to do now and this year. There have been, what, four significant contracts handed out in free agency? Maybe five? Mets have given out two of them, and they gave out the one with the highest average annual value. Yeah. More than more than the they're, Grom. They're going to still spend that absurd amount of money. It's about trying to win while not going completely overboard in the first few years, while then two, three years from now, having a team that is set up with a 15-plus year window of being a contender every single year. Right now, they have to balance both. Right, and that's the tough part. And again, what you were saying with the Dodgers, that's a team that had Jordan Alvarez. They, they, I think he was a minor leaguer for the Dodgers, and they moved him. They gave him away, yeah. Right. Legit gave him 
gave him away. That's how strong their system is. And I get what everyone is saying, and I know people are saying, if Beatty, if Vientos, if Alvarez, if they all somehow you know come together as one this season, those are your free agent signings, and those are. But I can't. I'm not going to assume that. I'm I not going to assume it. But last year, the Astros let Carlos Correa walk at free agency, right? They counted on a young shortstop rookie and Jeremy Pena. Yep. And what happened off. to the Astros? It paid off. They didn't win the World Series in 2021. They won it in 2022. The Braves this year, they counted on Michael Harris and for a time, Vaughn Grissom. If you are that organization, you have to call up your young players and count on them. Whoever they sign in free agency or not, Francisco Alvarez, maybe Beatty too, Francisco Alvarez has to be a major contributor for the Mets in 2023. One of the reasons the Yankees, what we saw as their window in 2017 that opened, never came to fruition, wasn't because of all the lack of guys they did or didn't add. It's because the young guys outside of Aaron Judge, pretty much all the rest of them, never became what they were supposed they to be. They never amounted to that what they That part, yes. the developing the guys in your system has always been important and will always be important. It, in fact, it, it, there's two aspects that really matter. Developing your own talent and spending a lot of money. The spending the money is the easy part for yes. Cohen right now. They're working on the developing talent, right, and but, because of what they inherited, it was always going to take. But time. my argument to that is, I we know what Aaron judges. We know what he is, and he's the best player on the market right now, and a position of need for them. And they're just at this point because I think. If they if they seriously entertain that, the judge camp would have leaked it to get his dollar value up. So that, I think that's common sense. That that's probably what's what what would have happened. And no one has leaked it. Not one person. Not Mar- Martino, who works for SNY. Not Rosenthal. Not Heyman. Not Sherman. Guys that are plugged in have said, you know what? I just heard recently. I heard the Mets have, are, are meeting or considering to have some negotiations around what it take what it would take to convince Aaron Judge to come. And they haven't had that yet. And that's the prob- problem I have. Now, again, if they're the mystery team, then I take all this back. It's a wonderful job by them. But they absolutely should be going after Aaron Judge. So I, I think their conversations on the judge front happened early on. They made the initial foray, and then they kind of just bowed out of it and said, we're going to focus on other areas. You're right. He fits the team right now. He is what they need right now. I don't think what they want to do again, we're talking about spending a ton of money now, but it's short term deals with the new penalties. Yes, Steve Cohen doesn't care about spending the money, sure. but they don't want to be at the point where in two years from now, all of a sudden they're losing every big draft pick and their international spending money and their slot money is all going to be cut significantly. There are going to be years where they have to come back under some of the luxury tax thresholds, not because they don't want to spend the money, but because they don't want to keep incurring the penalties that the league is going to throw then at if, them. If that's the, if that's the case, then why are you giving Verlander forty five million because a year? If it's you're short almost, term. if you're almost, I don't want to say they're punting the season next year. If you're not, if you're not going to get a big, if you're not going to, well, it can't be. But you wouldn't sign a guy for two guys for forty three million dollars if you're punting right. So anything. my point is, if you're going to sign those guys, just do, go all in with it. Just go out there and and get and just do it. Because they don't want to be in the position where four or five years from now they're okay. You know they're going to suffer those penalties for the next two years. They don't want to be in the spot where four years from now, they're still taking those hits. Again, it's balancing the two, and, and competing that's a, now and competing And later. that's a tough thing for any organization to do, obviously, is balancing what you said. Prospects, financial responsibility, that's tough. Hopefully, 
with that, the Mets kind of, you know, wake up and have that happen. Oh, again, they've done a lot. They just haven't signed maybe the guy you want and judge. They gave Verlander $43 million yeah. a year. They gave Ed and Diaz a ton a, of money. A ton of they've money. been active. How many other teams have signed two big free agents oh, so far? Nobody. Exactly. No, nobody. And, and again, I understand. I know how much money they spent. I understand that. I respect it as a Mets fan. But that's not there yet. And they've had all this. And they had the money earmarked for DeGrom. Now, they gave some of that to... Uh, they, like every other team, have a lot of time to finish their roster. Yeah, they do. It's only December. No, I know it's only December. Mike, thanks, buddy. This is fun. I'll uh, now take your seat. Hope it's nice and warm. It is and very warm for in five here. hours. Yes. Five-hour marathon. Sal coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Pay attention to Sal. Call him. And if you're calling him, if you're a Mets fan, make sure to tell him how much the Mets should be going after Aaron Judge. Because they absolutely should. We thank Fliegelman. We thank Marco Belletti for his wonderful update coming up in about two minutes. This is Rosie on The Fan. See you, everybody. Sports Radio 1019 FM. WFAU.